0: Developing Tomorrow's Leaders is a podcast that is all about educating, supporting, and inspiring the next generation of leaders. I think that Infant has just been a great person to have in my life, you know, teaching me life lessons, showing me how to grow as a character, you know, as a person. He's really been a great friend, great
1: mentor, and I really love him for that. Thanks.
0: Join Coach T
1: and his village of inspiration. Welcome to Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. I am Antoine Thompson, our coach T. And I wanted to say first and foremost, before we get started, when I started this podcast, I reached out to some people to um, come on. I felt like they had something to offer to this platform. And our guest today jumped at the chance, but not only did he do that, he took it a step further. And you'll find out why he's called this uh, certain little nickname, if you will. He started reaching out to other people that he knew would bring value and quality to the content of this platform and i want to say before i even introduce him uh, that i truly appreciate it because i think we go through life a lot of times where people do things for us but we don't take time to say thank you And we take a lot of things for granted, and I am not one of those people. So um, I hope you all will help me welcome S.J. Barricone to Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. And thank you, sir, for all of that you do, number one, and number two, for all the support you've shown me thus far.
0: Well, um, let me return the uh, pleasure. Um, I appreciate very much the invitation and the opportunity to share with your um, early subscribers, voters, and anywhere else on the Coach T social media networks. And I truly believe that I bring certain gifts to the table. I bring certain life experiences and such. But the people that I have or will introduce you to Coach T are going to either strengthen some of my gifts or they're other
1: gifts that I don't have. Right. So I appreciate it very much. No, oh, you're certainly welcome. And while we're on that, uh, just so you know the, what he the other name that he's given is the super connector. And he's connecting me with at least a dozen people in the last week. And I'm just super I'm excited because I'm like, oh, I got to get all these people in and, and I'm going to have to be able to be booking these people into right now looks like June and July, which is a great problem to have, which means there's a lot of people that care about uh, the future of our teams and with everything that they're going through. I, mean, I was looking at some of the things that, you, that you're that you doing, SJ, and what you have done. I want to share with our audience is, you know, you've been a part of the Young Entrepreneurs Academy, the Teen Entrepreneurial Camp, uh, the Sundown Group's Ask an Expert program. I mean, the list just goes on and on. That's a true testament to understanding what kids need to aspire to be not only the best that they could be, but to exceed their own personal expectations. Would you not agree?
0: Uh, yes. Look at your look at your journey both professionally and personally, and look at it as an integration and have these things play off each other. Wh- whether you are far from having picked your path or your path will most likely change a number of times, like a squiggly, or perhaps you're listening to this, a teacher, you know, mentoring type role in society, uh, leadership type role. Look at it this way: giving. Back that is of what is you've been gifted with. I think absolutely almost for me, and I can only speak of myself, of course, Coach T is a no-brainer. Because people in our society need to be guided by people that care about them. Because I want to say the originator of this was John C. Maxwell, but he said people are looking, and I'm paraphrasing it, they're looking for people that care about them. And true organic. Bob, grassroots leadership has nothing, precisely nothing, or maybe just a smidgen at best to do with your position, your toll, your experience, the number of credentials you have, but what it rather has something to do is what's in here in your heart, what's in spirit and soul, and then what can you take out of your mind and transmute to them uh, through the knowledge and
1: the wisdom. I'll, I'll use this phrase, this uh, quote somebody said to me a while back, and I love it. You know, people don't care how much you know, till so they know how much you care. And that's basically what you just stated. And by how much showing how much you care is by sharing that knowledge, sharing the heart, sharing the soul, and the life experiences that we've had. Uh, I'm sure, I know I do it a lot, and I catch myself with kids sometimes. I'm like, you know, yes, I'm trying to share it with you because I lived it. But at the same time, you still have to live it for yourself and give yourself the opportunity to learn from your experiences. I'm only sharing mine with you as a reference and not so much so that it's for you to do. Uh, most
0: certainly. Our society is, um, our culture whole is looking, is seeking out the people that have cut through the forest with their own version of the uh, metaphorical machete, and then lead way, illuminate the path, whether people are in your same generation, your same age bracket, or whether they're one or two, or maybe in some limited cases, three generations behind you. For example, I made a comment the other day when I was promoting this parents Coach T, and I said, To my friend, uh, Deanna, who was very kind to offer encouragement, I said that as a Gen Xer, I I see that primarily the millennial Gen Ys, the Gen Zs are two immediate generations after me. I see a lot of responsibility there, but I also would say to some of my own generation of Xers. And then as the newest generation, Gen Alpha, starts to, age into their, um, starts to age further, then, of course, that generation, and it's not even out of the question that I might even be able to help um, a boomer, for example, who is older than me. So yeah, I look at this as multi-generational. I look at this as completely grassroots, and I look at it as a giving
1: spirit and a heart and soul. And that's a, a, a great way for me to introduce this part because I, I was talking with um, I guess I like to call uh, a mentor of mine, and we were talking about you know how you connect with kids, and one of the I know for me the biggest uh, success I've had being vulnerable and letting them know hey you know you know I'm tough but I'm I'm also kind of gushy on parts of me and I'm not ashamed to share that and. The kids have actually responded and respected me more because I'm willing to do that. And you know, sometimes they'll throw it back at you and throw a little jab at you, like, hey, coach you. But the fact that they do that, to me, it shows that they respect it and they realize that, you know what, that outer core that sometimes you show that's tough as a leader and somebody that's supposed to be teaching them, they also can see under that layer and say, hey, you know what? He, he's got a soul, he's got a heart, and he's willing to share it with me.
0: I, I am absolutely along with that. Uh, vulnerability, being your real authentic without wearing uh, metaphorical masks um, or having um, metaphysical layers on top of you. Some of the more common layers in society tend to be almost act as repellents. So here's a couple uh, layers that maybe people can relate to. And I've been there and done that. I'm immune to uh, things in society, including the whole fitting in thing and the peer pressure, and all. I've been there. But a couple of common layers are, um, are uh, sarcasm. Some people consider sarcasm and snarkiness to be something good, and I'd say in very limited doses, it has its role. But if you put an entire layer up of you and or wear a mask, where that is your uh, modus fundi, I can't see that as being very valuable. And then, you you know, because it's, it, you're you're not showing your vulnerability, you're not being your real self now, you know, you're sort of covering yourself up. Because kids, I would say, young people, um, and in my case, like I say, those two, almost three generations behind me now, they're smarter and smarter and smarter in areas. I would say the uh, boomers probably thought, boomers in the silent generation probably thought the same thing about me as an exter. Gosh, he's so smart for his own good. Right, um, yeah. So bottom line is, is they're smarter than sometimes we give them credit for because conventional schooling is dumbing down huge swaths of our society. So we need to just set schooling aside and start lifelong learning and start being adaptable and
1: agile. And also, again, remembering the vulnerability and the authenticity. These are great because I actually, this just happened yesterday and it ties directly with what you just said. So I'm in a a couple of uh, Facebook groups, basketball coaching Facebook groups, you know, and to be honest with you yesterday, I don't know why I did it. I kind of felt like I might, might learn something or just get some, you know, kind of see what other coaches think about. Some of the things that these adults put in there make absolutely no sense. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make sure that I'm not, I'm not trying to say I'm the greatest coach ever. I'm not saying that at all. But knowledge-wise, a lot of what I do is about simplicity. Keep things simple. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. So I have an an invitation to open gym yesterday, and we're taking a break in between the kids playing. And I said, hey, I want to share something with you. I'm going to read some comments from some coaches from a Facebook group, and I want you to give me your feedback. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples. You're going to like this. So one of them was the coach said, hey, I have my first uh, varsity head coaching interview uh, tomorrow. Do you have any suggestions how I can prepare myself? And I asked the kids, I say, what do you think about that question? Now, this is a, somebody that's, you know, an adult that's asking this question. Now, I the kids, these are middle school and high school kids. Okay? I mean, the oldest kids are sophomore in high school. There's nobody, junior, no seniors. And they said, that guy is just trying to show off and try to impress people that he has an interview. Because number one, me as a coach, I would never ask somebody, "What do I need to prepare for an interview?" Because I don't need to be going on an interview if I got to ask you that question. I shouldn't be coaching if I got to ask that question, right? So the second one, this is the best one. Another coach, this just happened two days ago. He says, "Hey, coaches, can I? I need some help. I'm coaching fifth and sixth grade boys, and I need some suggestions on dribbling, one-on-one, and shooting drills." Now. I don't know about you, SJ. We play sports before basic drills require basic knowledge, pure and simple. And if you don't have basic knowledge, how are you going to be able to progress those kids to the next level if you can't do the most basic of things? And again, I asked the kids, what does that tell you? And I said, they just want to make want people to know that they coach. And I said, exactly. So that goes to your point about kids are smarter, smarter than we give them credit for. And that's specifically why I asked them those questions so that they can prove what you and I already know. And that's what, what's going on with our education system. Dumbing them down is an understatement. Um, and a lot of what they need to learn, you and I are teaching them outside of the classrooms.
0: One of the um, probably, I'd say maybe the first books I ever read when I started down my lifelong journey was um, a book by Coach John Wooden. And I believe it was his um, biography, if I'm using the term right. So he didn't write it, but he had a writer work with him. And I don't have the title of it in front of me right now. But Coach Wooden, in that book, taught things that you would think were common sense. But I think, Coach T, you and I, you as the host, me as yours today, would probably concur that common sense isn't always so common. So. He was sharing from his generation and I was either silent generation or maybe even the generation before that. And he was sharing before he died. He lived to the ripe old age. I'm pretty sure 99. And he was sharing some things that you should keep in mind. And, and his pedigree was quite the pedigree. He won multiple, multiple national champions at UCLA. You talk to some of his most high-profile players. They're in the Hall of Fame, Bill Walton, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And, the
1: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. and there was others. Coach Wooden not only was the coach, and mentoring and coaching, as I'm sure your audience knows, are, are very different. Uh, you, know, you know, But there also is a little bit – there is some overlap, a little Venn diagram going on. So whether you're stepping into more of a coaching role or you're in a mentoring role or maybe even a little bit of both, I think it's incumbent upon you to remember all of these life, interpersonal soft skills that oftentimes, due to the dumbing down of schooling, are not taught in a classroom anywhere. So learn them somewhere on the journey. And in my case, I learned them now. I am in my 12th year of lifelong learning, and I am not stopping anytime soon, coach. So. One of the things
1: I love about the mentoring part that I do, because I literally do both of those every day, due to coaching and due to mentoring. Some sometimes you're right, they overlap, but they're they are distinctly different, different because of the approach. And just like with any uh, students deal with everybody's situations different. So you use different approaches for each one of those. Uh, but you're absolutely right about them understanding these soft skills that they don't have. We get, get the opportunity to share them with them on a platform where we get the one-on-one or in a smaller group setting so it gets through better. And secondly, for me, is they get to recognize what they don't know or what they haven't experienced because you know they they don't know what they don't know. And that's what we get the opportunity to provide for them. And while here, I have to interject this because this just happened last night too. So I'm one of those coaches. I like, I tell kids what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. So I'm like, hey, listen, you know, I have this podcast. It's about educating, supporting, and inspiring the next generation of leaders. You are those next generation of leaders. So it's incumbent upon you to be a part of this platform because we need to hear your voice, number one. Number two, people need to know you have a voice. And number three, you get the opportunity to make them get the wax out of their ears so that they can hear what you need so we can better prepare you. I sent out uh, 12 texts last night, 10 responses within five minutes after getting the parents uh, permission. And all of them want to be a part of this. And for me, It takes this platform to another level because now we get to the heart of it and we get the heart of what this is about on this platform and people get to engage with them. They get to say their piece. Now we can start doing more. You and I and all those are are like us can keep doing our work and be more aggressive and progressive and successful with it. Engaging your audience is something you'll hear
0: from a lot of different professionals. Uh, I don't claim that I have the um, deep knowledge on some of the ways but someone who is in the marketing space regardless of the flavor of marketing'll we'll talk about audience engagement someone who is in public relations would talk about that someone in the uh, major mass media or independent media so to say would talk about that and and if and if I'm be you know if we're being real and authentic we need to as professional service providers whether we are coaching athletically or, Professionally, whether we're mentoring, whether we're facilitating a small group, we need to not come at them. And I said um, in late 2020, I uh, did a talk for a home education group and I've talked, I've shared with them almost a dozen times. I said something like this to the audience, Coach T, as well as to the host um, of the workshop, Jen. And I said something like this I said, I am not here to talk down the people that I am sharing with today. I am not higher than thou. I am not condescending. I am not some so-called expert. I am on the journey and I'm probably, who knows, one step, 23 steps of you, but I would rather help you by offering you a hand in encouraging you Edifying you, uplifting you, empowering you with knowledge and skills and gift, you know, share my gifts, and then fusing you with positive energy rather than as part of engagement with, with our, our young people rather than another person lecturing them on something. Because the, again, these are smarter than we give them credit for a lot of times. The schooling system is the one that's dumbing them down. Sometimes the students resist better than others to the dumbing down process. We need to be doing those four E's, in my view, rather than lecture, talk down, claim expert status. So that would be my contribution to your um, example.
1: Yeah, no, no. And that's you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what the approach that they, from my experience, is what they respond to, Uh, because trust me, they're at home. And they don't need to get it everywhere they go because they'll just turn everything off that quickly. So uh, I hate to say this, but our time is kind of run I knew this would happen. That's why um, I will officially uh, invite you back so that we can continue this conversation because it's important. And I think you, we both have just gotten to the tip of just gotten to the tip of the iceberg. Before we go, I would love for you to share what you have currently going on. If you have some projects that you can share with us, and and also how we can, uh, if our Audience, like to get in touch with you. How they can do that?
0: Okay, absolutely. I will hit that with um, the proverbial left and right. Okay. Um, and it won't be. It won't be like the boxing match, the rope a dope either. I'm not going to mislead you. You know, <laughs> I'm going to lure you in with the left. And I'm going to hit you with the You're right. right. In reverse. Yeah. That we're not. So we're not going <laughs> to do that here. So, but I will be a one-two punch. Okay. Uh, so first of all, well, you mentioned at the outset, but I will give another shout out to it. Uh, this is the seventh year where I am in central Ohio, that I've been involved in some way, shape, or form with a program called the Y-E-A, the Young Entrepreneur Academy. Um, if you go to yeausa.org, you can see where all the, um, I think they call them chapters top of my head, are around the country. And if you would like to start one in your backyard, you're welcome to contact me and I have ways to get you in touch. Or of course, you can follow what the website says. Or if you want it to be warmed up, I have a way to get you to the headquarters. I'm also working on some guest blog um, gigs. Lately, my topics have more focused on um, futurism. How does that apply to audience here, Coach T? And you know, people who are listening. Is we want to be aspirational, in my view, we want to have possibility thinking with our young people. Just because we've been through a very dark times for most of the last couple of years does not mean that it always has to be dark. We need to be those that pick up the lantern. We need to pick up the candle. We need to pick the flashlight to get a spotlight if we need to. And we need to show people out of the darkness and the blackness and the opaqueness uh, out there. So that would be the second thing is my uh, topics, uh, futurism. I'm also um, helping to bring a concept for startup central Ohio where I am. I am a city leader for that so startups should have the opportunity to share what they're doing and I'm always glad to um, be able to help the startup ecosystem. I'm involved in the social impact area, social enterprise, so you on your love of solving a societal issue and you marry it with business tools and techniques so I have been in that space for almost six years. Of course, I have my day-to-day work as a mentor, as a facilitator for groups, consult. And then I also advise families on educational decisions. So I have a lot going on. But the reason I can do all this is, A, I'm joyful with everything I'm doing. B, all flexible. We are in the future here. This is not the old school industrial age anymore. And when you marry the joy together with the you know with the uh, fact that be flexible, I can be involved in a lot of things and not still be busy. That's a great thing. So that's the first part. Now the second part of the one-two punch is how to reach me. I will share with you, Coach T. I think I actually already did, um, but I'm happy to double check it. Um, my social footprint, yes. a handful of places you can find me online. I have a website, a phone number, and email address. If you can share that in your notes, that would be a thing. So, email always works for me. LinkedIn is good for me. Um, Dabble on Instagram. I do have a couple of ways you can reach me online. I'm always glad to just have a conversation with you and see if something that I'm involved in can be a resource to you. So, don't hesitate to reach out. Obviously, I can't meet with every single person, but within reason, I could do 15-minute speed conversations if necessary. So that is me in a nutshell, is how to reach me. And then I already mentioned what I'm involved in. So I appreciate the opportunity to share both of those things. And again, it was a pleasure and a privilege to be on your uh, podcast.
1: Oh, no, thank you. Uh, by the way, if somebody re- if everybody reaches out to him, you're obligated to follow back up with them, my man. You have no choice. If they say, again, <laughs> no, just want to thank you again for your time. Um, your passion, your commitment. Uh, We need a lot more people like you and I appreciate all the support you've shown me thus far. And I know that our relationship will continue and we'll continue to keep growing this together. And I was going to mention, I'd say every episode, this is about a village. You know, in each episode, i decide it's going to be a village of something different. And today it's the village of connectors because we have the super connector on here and it's all about bringing people together. So that's what this episode is the village of connectors. So if you need to get connected, SJ is the man to contact because he can get you connected with whomever you need, wherever you need. But we're all about helping each other. And we're also obviously focused on developing tomorrow's leaders. I thank you again, SJ, for your time. And with all that you've gotten going on, we really appreciate it. I personally appreciate it. And as always, I'm Coach T. I'm here to educate, support, and inspire the next generation of leaders. Until next time, have a great day. And be sure to check out my television miniseries, Coach T's Corner. It's available on the Careers From Home channel, and it's available on Roku and Amazon Fire. If you'd like to make a contribution to my nonprofit organization, JLT Fieldhouse, you can do that by going to jltfieldhouse.org. Your contribution will be helping us with our mission of coaching and mentoring the leaders of tomorrow.